ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who are brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, this station's mask. So, ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to another episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy. Today I have a guest. His name is Matt Cantor. We actually met at the Empire State Comic Con about a month ago. And I'm going to let Matt take over for a little bit and kind of introduce himself. So, Matt, how's it going? Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, Chilling like a villain over here, watching some horror movies on a nice Saturday afternoon. (laughs) And having a good time. Finally have some break from work. Uh, But, yeah, uh, we met at the horror convention. Well, it was actually a Comic-Con, which was kind of weird, but they had horror guests there. But, like, the main person, meaning Robert England, yes. that was the high point. <laughs> yeah, that was, that that was, was pretty awesome. cool. And his lines were so short, which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole weekend, his lines were short. I'm like, wow. But, again, it wasn't a horror con, and it was the first time it was up here, so maybe a lot of people didn't really know about it, like, you know. Or, yeah, sorry, it was a Comic-Con, we- not a horror Right. When we were waiting in line, too, there was a bunch of people going, never knew this was here until, like, a waitress told us we were at a restaurant. Or it was, a, it was their first convention, so I bet you the word of mouth wasn't that popular for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they got a good turnout for what they got. Oh, me too. Me too, man. Like, next year. They'll be back next year, which is great. And um, I'm actually going to try to get a press pass for next year. Nice. Because, as you know, I was there with my friend. Well, I was there with my wife, too. But I was there helping a friend out with his podcast for the weekend. And we were, like, sharing videos, recording live, sharing pictures the whole weekend we were there. And at that last day, that Sunday, maybe an hour before the con was over, um, the, one, the people who run the con, 
came over to us and were like, hey, you guys should apply for a press pass for the one, because the same, the same people who run this convention do one in like Connecticut, Rhode Island, here, now, and a couple other places. They said you should apply for a press pass for Connecticut. So I went for it, and I didn't get it, but I had to have like a, I had to have like a, um, I had to have a Facebook page, like a fan page, not the group. They didn't count that. And I have to make a Twitter, which I'm going to do eventually. And I had to make an Instagram, which I did. And like my podcast, it's been going on since January. So by next year, everything will be going on for like a year, a little over a year. And I'll be able to get a press pass, hopefully. And with the press pass, you get in there free. And you can, like, I can promote my stuff. I can promote my podcast, hand out business cards and all that, which is awesome. Nice. And then if guests want to talk to me, like interview, it's not a guarantee, but I have a possibility of interviewing guests and all that, which is freaking awesome. That would be awesome. Just sitting there with them, sitting talking to you, be like, hey, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but it's it's just another way to network, though, so it's freaking awesome, man. So you, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your podcast, or sorry, your uh, YouTube page. All right. Uh, like I said, my name is Matt Cantor. I'm a big horror fan. been a horror fan since I was born, pretty much. <clears throat> I remember sitting there watching the old black and whites with my dad on the couch, loving them. Uh, started up a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is called You and Your Horror Movies. I've been doing it for about, let's say, maybe 40 years now, maybe a little more than that. And I've been having a great time, been meeting a lot of people. On my channel, I do a lot of reviews, uh, horror collection updates. I show all some like collectibles here and there. Uh, during one particular convention called Scaricon, which is near me in Verona, New York. I do some walk-arounds and show off the convention a lot, which is a lot of fun to do. Um, I also did a, uh, I'm on a podcast itself as well called Cinema Attack, uh, where we attack different types of cinema. Uh, we record pretty much every other Sunday. And this Sunday we're doing the Mortal Kombat movies. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's awesome. what he wanted to do. But last week we had our 13th episode where we did 13 Eerie, 13 Cameras, and 13 Games of Death, all three different horror films. Awesome. And that was a lot of fun. That's... But, I just... Now, I, I got to talk about a couple of things, but I heard that you go to Scaricon, mm-hmm. Verona, New York. I go there. I'll be there this year. If all goes well, I'll be there this year. So we definitely awesome. got to connect. Yes. I freaking love that. I love that con. It's fun. It's... It's kind of small, but it's fun. Everybody there is friendly, and it's just a good – you feel welcome when you go to that con. And if you're a horror yes, fan, you it's definitely the con for you to go to. Better To me, I love comic cons, don't get me wrong, but I prefer a horror con. Absolutely. You don't, you don't feel out of place. Like A lot of times when you go to specific conventions, you kind of feel a little out of place because of, I'm wearing my uh, Nightmare on Elm Street shirt or Jason shirt where someone's getting split in half yes. and people are giving you weird looks here at the convention and people are like, that's an awesome shirt. Where'd you get that? Or that's an awesome tattoo and such and such. And you start bonding and you start connecting with other people who love this genre and you just have a great time. Everyone's there for that. They're not here for like a power ranger or for a wrestler, unless the wrestler wasn't a horror movie, but, or if they're in for something else here, you're here. Boom. We're all talking about Freddy Krueger or, Jason Voorhees, Kane Hodder, anybody. Even weird shit. Like when we were at the convention when we first met, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. Who knows about Thanksgiving, about a killer turkey? <laughs> Listen, man, speaking of that movie, I think that's going to be a movie we're going to have to do. 
I didn't watch part three yet, but I'm gonna. We're gonna have to do those two movies on here. One Absolutely. Day, that movie was so freaking. It was. I loved it. It was so bad. It was good. It was funny. And speaking of the convention, in that line, I don't know the guy's name, and the name's not important. But do you remember me and you were talking back and forth? And there was one guy. He was in the front of the line. I think he was a VIP or whatever. He had on a hoodie, a red hoodie, I believe. Yeah, he had he a had, suitcase full of yes. shit. And he was just like so negative about these B-rated movies. And mm-hmm. what got like I didn't say anything to him because I'm like, you know what? I'm having a great time today. I'm not gonna let that bring me down. But I'm like, if you don't care about this stuff, you're not in the conversation anyways. Why jump in and be so negative? Like, oh, I wouldn't watch those movies. Those movies are stupid. It's a waste of time. I'm like, come on, what what the fuck? Who cares? I know. If you're a horror fan, you don't care whether it's you, either you stay quiet or you come in and be like, oh, I remember that movie, or you know what, that movie does sound interesting. Let me look that up and I'll check it out. But you don't be like, oh, that movie sucks. Fuck off. What? Pretty, pretty, that's pretty much <laughs> how he was. Like with any B rated movie, mm-hmm. and this is, again, this is why I want you on the podcast so bad because everybody that I've had on the podcast so far would watch these movies, so far would watch these movies also. But it's just like, it's cool to go out and meet somebody in person that's just like, I watch this bullshit too. I watch these horrible, horrible movies too and enjoy it. They're fun. They're funny. And I don't mind like if I'm having a conversation with somebody and they're like, you know what? I watched that movie. I didn't really like it. And here's why. But he was just, he like, he had no, re- it was just because they're B-rated movies. I don't want to watch them. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, come on. He's probably one of those mainstream, you know, it's got to be in there. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, like those type of films. And that's it. That Pretty but, much. Excuse me. Yeah. Or anything like in the theater. You got to branch yourself out, especially in horror, because there's so many gems out there that you, you'll pass them by because you're going to be like, read the synopsis, and exactly. it sounds stupid, but when you actually watch it, you're having a great time. You're laughing. You're being silly with it. You're, you're making fun of the movie, too, but you're having a great time doing it. Yes. That's what makes the movie fun. That's, I agree with you one million percent on that. Like, even... <laughs> Me and my wife just watched, well, a couple weeks, maybe a month ago now. It might have even been before the con. We watched every single one of the, um, oh, come on, Wrong Turn movies. Oh, yes. I know. One through four, I fucking really enjoyed. I loved. One Mm -hmm. through six, I'll say this first. One through six, every single movie had the gory, brutality, brutal, gory, nasty kills you wanted to see. Mm -hmm. But for me, five and six, they sucked. Like, they just fell off. The story was just the story was just shitty to me. Part five is the one where they had the festival, right? The carnival or whatever. Yeah, that's the one I don't like. I actually like part six more than part five. Really? And I also, and I also like, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of part one, two, four, and six. Wow. Not a big fan of three and not a big fan of five. Wow. See, but I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, but here, I like that though. We're both, you know, we're discussing this. Like, I'm a fan of one through four. Mm-hmm. Part five just Ugh, five was rough. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the idea for part five was kind of a good idea, but it was just the bad thing. The thing I didn't like about it was because like in one through four, pretty much nobody knows about these people that live in the woods or whatever. Part five, everybody knows about it. They're having a festival festival about it, which is, I think is kind of weird. Like, oh, people are getting slaughtered. Let's fucking celebrate. <laughs> let's celebrate Woo-hoo! this. Party time. Cut that person in half. All yeah. right. And let, let's, no. not, let's not only celebrate this, but let's celebrate this in the exact town that this is happening in where nobody's ever been found and all this crazy stuff. 
And I'm and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, one through four, nobody really knows about it. There's always like one or two survivors in all these movies, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what happened? You know, my my thing with these movies is one, what happened to the survivors? And I know it's not that important. And it's like two, with the survivors, you think not that they would be in the next movie. If they're in the next movie, maybe they're telling somebody about like what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Even if other people do go there, so that there's, you know, so that people would actually go there to try to fucking stop this shit from happening. But you don't right. really hear from the survivors at all. You don't hear a story as far as like, you know, in these woods, this is what goes on kind of thing. Not until part five when they're having, when they're celebrating it. Well, and it kind I, of did the same thing with the Friday the Thirteenth movies. After each one, the survivor or the final girl, you don't see them ever again. Well, it's always the people coming into the next line. They're like, oh, we've heard stories of Camp Blood or Camp Crystal Lake. Like, there's no, no one ever saying, you know, don't go in there, or the old guy going, you're doomed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the, the thing with, yeah, but with Friday the 13th, you had, you had Crazy Ralph who said, you're all doomed, don't go there mm-hmm. pretty much. But he gets killed. He does, but he warns, mm-hmm. he does warn them not to go there. Right. And then you had the other guy, I don't remember his name, but he was, um, he was in part. Oh, part eight, the one on the boat? Saying no. that the boat's cursed? Not that guy. That's another okay. one. But it was the okay. earlier one. I can't remember which part it was, but he was, I remember. They part were, six, where he was drinking. Yes, and, uh, yes. He was like laying out. Warning like, people, and he threw the bottle, and of course he gets stabbed with a broken bottle. Yep. That's he, right. He had the eyeball in his head. Like, first of all, he's drunk laying in the middle of the road. He warns him. Then he has a fucking eyeball in his hand. <laughs> yeah, you can swear on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> this, like, this podcast, it's. Adult, it's adult rated, like it's parental, whatever. That I made sure, you know, because okay, if we're talking horror. The the filters are off. <laughs> yes, the filters are off. The gloves are off, and another thing, so you don't feel bad. Spoilers are a hundred percent accepted. That's what I want. This this okay. is just how I do my horror podcast. Like, shit, I I can't help it. I feel like when I review a movie. I have to just talk about it. Like, I have to really talk about it. With the exception of the one movie that I was discussing with you before this, um, mm-hmm. that movie, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to do a review on it, but I'm not going to, so I'm going to try my best not to spoil it just because that's not, like, out yet. You know, like, he sent me a, a screener, which mm-hmm. I have to watch with somebody. So I can't really, I, can't, I don't want to spoil that, but anything else, it's getting spoiled. <laughs> it's getting spoiled. Right. So... Again, feel free to spoil any movie that we discuss 100%. Okay, it's, cool. It's wanted on this podcast. All right. <laughs> now, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, go ahead. I was going to ask, uh, what got you into horror? <clears throat> Again, when I was little, sitting there on the couch with my dad, uh, we would watch old Westerns, World War II films, and, of course, Universal and black and white horror films. And I never really got into the Westerns. I never got into the uh, old World War II John Wayne films. But I was always attracted to the black and white monster movies like Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and the other old 50s ones like uh, The Crawling Eye, uh, Fiend Without a Face, those type of films. And I was always attracted to them like, ooh, ooh. And I always wanted to watch, is there a monster in it? And my dad's like, I don't know. Is there a monster in this one? I don't know. It's like, I want to watch a monster movie. And I just started progressing. And then when my dad would take me out to the video store, him and my mom would go shopping. And I'm in front of the video rental place in the, in the grocery store, picking up every single horror film, looking at the back of the VHS, 
reading it and looking at the pictures and going, oh, this one's got a monster or this one's got this bloody face on it. I want to watch this. So the more and more I kept getting into them, the more I've been wanting to watch more horror films. And I've just been getting into it ever since I was little. That's awesome, man. And oh, then I just loved it. My next question for you, what's the first movie that you remember watching that really had you scared? Like, I'll say as a kid first. I mean, if there's so, if it didn't happen until your adulthood, that's cool. But I'm saying oh. like that, that, you know, that, that movie that you were scared to get up and go use the bathroom after. Like, I'll, I'll tell you mine real quick. I said it in my first episode, but I'll tell you it again. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and it's, it's funny now. Like, I just watched the movie. Oh, recently. Yeah. I'm like, why the hell would I scare this? But Creep Show Part 2, The Hitchhiker. Okay. Oh, really? The hitchhiker scene. The shit out of me. Almost literally. <laughs> oh, wow. And, like, I have an older brother. We're about seven, eight years apart. Brother and cousins and all that. And at being, you know, this is back when I was a kid, obviously. Being young, being the kid, you want to be cool. You want to watch everything everybody else is watching. You want to do what they're doing. They they were in the horror, so that's what got me into horror. Mm-hmm. And they used to, we used to watch horror movies and stuff all the time, but... That movie, for I don't know what it was about that movie. I don't know if it was his face, if it was the thanks for the ride, lady. Whatever it was, scared the living shit out of me. I remember watching the movie, right? We finished the movie, and I had to use the bathroom. We were getting ready to watch something else again. I don't know if it was another creep show thing or what. We were going to watch something else. I was like, I, I got to go to the bathroom. They're like, okay, well, Aaron, go upstairs and go to the bathroom. No. Somebody <laughs> come with me because <laughs> I was scared. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I literally had to have somebody walk upstairs with me. Or I don't know if I went to the upstairs bathroom because I had two bathrooms. There was one upstairs, one downstairs. But anyways, walked to the bathroom with me and, like, stand outside the door till I came out. I was that damn scared. Wow. And it's like, that's the, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's the only movie that scared me. That's just one that really stands out that I actually remember. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that, that's pretty cool. Looking back, it's funny. But I, ask, I always ask my guests, like, what movie, you know, what got you into horror, which you already answered. Like, what movie scared you, maybe not to that extent or to a bigger extent, if any? One that really stands out to me that scared the crap out of me when I was little was the Blob remake from 1988. Uh, there was two scenes that made me really, really cringe. I had to run out of the out of the room <laughs> and wait for that scene to end and then run back to catch it and then run back out again. Uh, the first scene in the Blob remake was when the couple were making out in the car and he goes out to get the drink, comes back and he starts undoing un- her blouse. Mm-hmm. I put, I was so scared. I'm like, this scene's going to come out somewhere. I just took off running. I never even watched the scene. <laughs> Came back later on, and the, the other scene that really put the nail in the coffin was the guy getting sucked through the sink. Ooh. He puts his hand in the, the, the drain, and the thing jumps out and grabs his face. I booked. I ran into the <laughs> kitchen. I ran into my bedroom. I just stood there, and I was afraid of this blob for years i had nightmares of a blob i was thinking like how can i survive a blob movie i was done that's awesome man (laughs) so like several years later i'm going i'm gonna watch this fucking scene so i sat there so it took me i don't know how many years to finally watch the scene where the he undid the blouse and i'm going really i'm fucking scared of that that was awesome and, of course, the sink, the sink scene was great. I'm like, now I watch it all the time. And I'm, I'm like, why was I afraid of that? Yep. Stupid young kid. <laughs> it, it happened. But that was the one movie. It happens. And it's mm-hmm. it, it's so funny. Like, I love watching movies with people that, like, my wife. First of all, I'm going to say I love her. But, uh, 
Like I love watching movies with her because she she's a jumper. She's a jumper. Okay. And she does one of these. I know you can see me. She's like hiding her face behind her hands and all that, or she'll peek between her fingers. But she loves. But the thing is, she loves horror movies. But she's a jumper, so it's fun watching movies with people that jump. My wife laughs. We both laugh at the same time. We'll be laughing. We'll be watching like a slasher, and I'm laughing, and she's laughing at me from laughing. Oh. So it kind of calms her down. But she mm-hmm. loves the horror films too. And uh, I forgot what movie it was. I think it was the Piranha remake. We went to the theaters to see it, and she goes, "I hate that character. I want him to die right now." I look oh. at her, going, "What?" <laughs> wow. She goes, "I fucking hate that guy. Let him die." And then when he finally gets killed, she's going. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> She's actually cheering because the asshole gets killed. I'm like, I love you, honey. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And she like, she loves her like witch films. She loves those type of movies. She loves uh, like Creepshow too. We watched the other day. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it, and she goes, "I want to watch Creepshow too." I go, "So do I." Let's put it on. All right. So we did. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, she mine. Um, she's a big Freddy fan. Like that's her favorite freaking slasher. Mine, as you know or don't know, is Jason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, she's more into, like, the paranormal movies. That's, like, okay. her favorite type. Me, I'm more of a slasher person. Myself, I love the slashers, but I'll watch anything. I'm a big creature feature fan. Creature. My wife is into, like, uh, Supernatural and witchcraft films. Okay. But we both love our slashers as well, so we'll pop in an old slasher here and there. But I always love the monsters. That was, like, my, my big thing. If it has a monster in it, I'm there. Yep. See me. I mean, I, like I said, slasher is my favorite. If it has some gore in it, I'm there. Like I just like the. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I like slasher so much. They're they're just entertaining. They're funny. Yeah. Yep. And it's that who done it, or it's one of those. Can you guess who? The, if it's like one of those slashers, we have to guess who the killer is. Yeah. Or if it's a slasher, you already know who the killer is, but let him do his thing. Let's see what he can do. I and with Jason, one thing I love and I find funny. Damn near every single movie, I'm not going to say every single one, but damn near every single one, he's thrown somebody through something. Yes. <laughs> Usually a window. <laughs> but I'm just like, damn. Taking out his aggression. And it's, it's one of those things that it happens so much. Like in certain movies, you're like, some people be like, oh, you know what, that's kind of boring. He does it in every movie. But I'm like, that's Jason. That's what he does. I love when he does that. It's like a signature move. He's got to throw somebody. Uh, yes. Yes. Speaking of Jason, before we get into this Halloween 3, but speaking of the Jason movies, did you, um, well, first of all, I, I did have a podcast that came out on the count, like my countdown of the movies with two okay. of my friends. But um, did you get to see the uh, Never Hike Alone fan made film? No, but I'm a backer for it and I can't wait for it to come in. I know yes. it's on YouTube. I can watch it on YouTube, but I'm, I'm a backer for it. I wanted to buy it because I'm a huge Friday fan. Same here. I want to get that stuff. I, I'm a backer for I just recently, like, when they had the last thing, I just recently grabbed the Blu-ray. Well, paid for it, so I'm waiting for, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get that, just to add it to my collection. Yes. But I, I, I will tell you this. I did watch it on YouTube. I'm not going to spoil it for you. We will do a, re- we will do a review on it. I'll, with, I'll watch it on YouTube. With a few other, because um, my other friend is a Jason fan, and I want to um, do it get it recorded, and put it out by the next Friday the 13th, which is in June, I believe. Okay. So all three of us. He'll come here personally. I'll get you up here on Skype. We'll do one. And review that movie, spoilers included. But that movie is so good. It's probably – I haven't seen a shitload of fan-made films, but if you want to put it in there with, like, the um, quote-unquote B-horror movies, 
it's one of the better ones. Like the story, nice. the story's good. And I like I look at it from a different kind of like um, because it's a fan made film. But like the qual- a- the quality is good. It's just a really good movie. There's another fan made film that I backed. It's called Voorhees. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I I see. I wanted to get into that. I I didn't see it, and I didn't get to back. Like by the time I'd seen it, found out about it, it was too like the backing stuff was over with. Ah, I'm hopefully gonna get. It. I don't know when I'm gonna be getting it, but I read the synopsis on it. It sounded really cool. I'm like, all right, it's another fan made Friday film. That's all. What awesome. the hell? Why not? I'm gonna. I want. <clears throat> is it on YouTube or anything, or is it just like a? No, it's <clears throat> not on YouTube yet. They're not. They haven't released anything. Okay. I'm going to have to look into that because I did see that a few times. I'm going to have to look into that and try to get that. Because me, <clears throat> I try to support fan-made things with horror. Me too. As mm-hmm. much as I can. And I try to. another thing I try to do is get people on my podcast that are fans of horror and that, do, that also do the fan-made films. I actually have one. The guy's name is Sam Mason, <clears throat> which I'll show you. I'll tag you in something or I'll share it with you after we're done recording, but it's called Normal Terror. Okay. Maybe he's working on, and I had him on the podcast, and he's you know this he's such a such a cool friendly guy, I consider him a friend, and he's cool. It's it's gonna be like a um, I guess you'd call it like a slasher, but the guy he's not like he's a human. The guy in the movie's a human, and he's like a, mm-hmm. a father. He's a single dad. He just he works his nine to five job. He takes care of his kids. But he has, like, that urge, you know, like, say if somebody cuts you off, you get mad. And you're like, damn, I want to fucking kill this person almost. You're thinking it, but you don't act on it. But he acts on his, and he acts oh, that on sounds his impulses. Fun. And um, yeah. so, like, I'm a huge fan of this guy. This guy's awesome. Like I said, I'm going to connect you with him. And I'm definitely going to have him on here again. Because he's, like, me and him, before we recorded, me and him probably talked for, like, an hour before we even started recording. This guy, is, he's, he's cool. You would enjoy it. You would enjoy his stuff. I'll show you all the stuff so you can check out his pages and stuff. All right. Yeah, definitely. And um, we can jump right into the Halloween 3 movie if you want, man. Like, <laughs> I just watched it again today. And Same. I'll say, what I remember when I first seen this movie as a kid, right? As you know, back in the day when they used to have these, um, these places called, I believe they're called video stores. Were you going, um, <laughs> good old blockbuster, yes. good old Hollywood video or super video where you go out. You actually, you actually have to leave your house to rent a movie. I mean, this is and like, bring it back. Yes. Yes. And you had to be kind and rewind the video. Yes. It was the worst thing. Yes, Getting a video. You know, sorry, playing through the damn credits. I remember when, yes, I remember having that. You play a movie and it's at the end already. But I remember people would have the, um, remember the little re- tape recorders, or no, sorry, the tape rewinders. You'd have had a one. rewinder just to rewind a damn movie. Yep. And um, anyway, what I was getting at is, I remember we, when I was a kid, we were watching the Halloween franchises. Like, we would get a movie every Friday, maybe one or two or three movies, order some pizza, get mm-hmm. some candy and all that stuff. You know how that goes. Oh, my buddies and I used to do that a lot in high school. And so we were doing the Halloween movies. We get to Halloween 3, and we're like, what the fuck? Where's Michael? He's not in this movie. Yep. Well, technically he is when somebody's yep. watching a... I guess you would say they weren't even really watching the movie. It was more like a trailer for it. No, they were actually watching right? the movie. And at the end of the movie, they were going to play the giveaway at the end. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So they were watching the movie or whatever. 
and I'm like, you know, Michael, so technically he is in it, but you're watching as a kid, I'm like, this movie's corny, Season yeah. of the Witch, like, it has nothing to do with Michael Myers at all. I'm like, what the fuck? I I that's why it gets a lot of flat. problems, like, people get uh, get mad at this movie, because it doesn't have Michael Myers. Yes. I think if they renamed it back in the day, it would probably be more popular than it is. Well, that, but, to get, that's getting me into my next thing, like, I hate, like I was saying, I hated the movie for a long time. I recently rewatched it about three to four years ago, maybe sooner. And the reason why I did is because I was in horror groups then, and people were like, they were talking about Halloween 3. You know, you should rewatch. There are people saying, you should check this movie out, blah, blah, blah. And the main thing that got me to watch the movie was they're saying, watch this movie as a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I got a whole different type of perspective on it. I'm like, wow, this movie really isn't that bad at all. It's not no. great. It's not one of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my life. It's entertaining. Yes, but it's definitely not one of the worst movies I've seen in my life either. <laughs> no. And I'm just like, wow, this movie is really, it's really, it's a good movie. And then I'm, okay, I'm, I seen people on here saying, like, it was supposed, I guess with Halloween. I seen people talking about it first, then I kind of looked on it online. I guess with the Halloween franchise, it was supposed to be the first one, and I believe the second one. But they wanted to do, like, have a Halloween movie come out, but have a different story every single time. Yep. But they didn't. I mean, obviously, this was back in what the first one came out in '78, so late '70s, early '80s. I was born in '85, so I don't know how much they put it out to people, but I'm sure not like nowadays. They didn't like put it out so people would know that Michael Myers won't be in it. It'll be a different story all the time. Yep. <clears throat> so when this one came out, I guess it did bad. People were pissed, and that's why they brought Michael back. And mm-hmm. thinking of it now, I'm like. You know, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the Halloween franchise as a whole for the most part. There was a couple of ones that could have been, you know. <laughs> Resurrection sucked. <laughs> yes, Sorry, it did. That. Resurrection <laughs> was, <coughs> it was bad. Yes. <laughs> but, um, like, I did like the franchise as a whole, but that idea that they had back then of having a different story every year for Halloween, that would have been a great, that's a, I still feel like that's a great idea, and I've I would love to see a movie, not necessarily with the Halloween name, but with, like, you know, something that comes out that every... Say it comes out on Halloween, just for example, around that time, and mm-hmm. every year it's a different story. I feel like that would be... It would work, in my opinion. You have a slasher, you have paranormal, you have a monster movie. Just every Halloween something crazy happens. And maybe even have it so somehow maybe the stories connect. Maybe. They don't have to, but just... Just to keep people kind of hooked in. Right. They kind of did that with the American Horror Story TV show. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen any of those seasons. I watched the, the only full season that I watched, sorry for cutting you off, was um, That's right. the first season. And then I, I would dabble in the other. No, sorry. I watched the very first season. I watched the Roanoke season. And then the one with the witches. That was Coven. Coven and the Asylum. Mm-hmm. That was season two, I believe. I didn't finish those. I One of these days, I would like to go back and just watch the whole thing. And I started the Carnival one also. Uh, Carnival was kind of rough. But again, with the going like you were saying, they would do uh, a one film, change the story, but kind of keep the same title. They kind of did that with the American Horror Story, where they did The Haunted House for the first one, Asylum for the second, Coven, and so on. And I thought it was a good idea that they did that, kind of like, you know, okay, we're not going to be stuck in a haunted house the whole entire time, or we're not going to be doing a uh, 
a ghost story the whole entire time, or they kind of changed it up. But again, I would love to see that in a movie setup, where let's say instead of calling it Halloween One, Halloween Two, Halloween Three, maybe they can change it, say like call Season of the Witch a Halloween Tale, but actually do with like maybe witchcraft or something witchy. Or with this one, they could have called it you know Silver Shamrock, or the, the or uh, or I don't know something goofy. A Halloween tale, so then you can understand it belongs in that franchise, mm-hmm. and then people will be like, "Oh, this is something different," but it's not. Oh, this first one had Michael Myers, now the second one doesn't. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, they want those people back. I think that's what caused that issue was the whole <laughs> title change. But I like that idea. That's pretty cool. And then you got you got the amazing song. Oh man, happy happy Halloween. That. I remember the now again. I just I think it was like last year or the year before we got the um the Blu-ray set of the movies. Mm-hmm. Despite you know it comes in like two it comes in two cases, but you know all the Blu-rays are on different discs or whatever. So me and my wife were just going through this, and I'm like, okay, listen, we're on part three now. Let's watch this as a standalone movie and just check it out. And we neither one of us hated it, but like we put the movie in. You know, you're getting it ready. You watch the previews and all that, and then it gets to the. You know how the DVDs and Blu-rays are, how it gets to the thing. It just keeps playing the trailer over and over for the movie mm-hmm. or whatever. The little, so that damn song kept playing because we were still getting ready, whatever, making food, whatever we were doing. I'm 13 like, days till Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> yes, Halloween. Bad. 13 days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Silver Shamrock, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, too. oh, my God, this damn song. It's it's one of those things, it's, it's catchy. Yes. It could be annoying if, if, when you hear it for a half hour going when you're getting ready, but it's so freaking catchy. And I'm just like, this really does work. Like, why couldn't they, again, let's keep the Halloween franchise, but why can't they do something like that? You could have little cheesy, catchy songs, have the cheesy movies, and have them come out every single year, and people will watch them. Or even a Netflix thing, like a Netflix movie that comes out every single Halloween, because Netflix is big now. And I just, yeah, it's (laughs) it would be fun, though. Definitely. So, diving into this movie more, you want to take it over? Like, what'd you think of the story and everything about it? Or <laughs> Again, this movie is definitely weird for a Halloween movie. You got a mixture of uh, robots. You have a mixture of murder, almost killer masks, witchcraft, Stonehenge. You got everything all like a giant potpourri of shit. <laughs> mixed in one little movie. And it works for what they did. Uh, pretty much you have Tom Atkins. He is a doctor. He's on duty. He's always having issues with his ex-wife. Gets a call in because someone is in an accident. He's holding on to a silver shamrock pumpkin mask. He won't let it go, saying they're going to kill him. And it goes into almost a conspiracy movie now, too. Now you have conspiracy involved in this. And now he gets into this web of conspiracy because the guy is now found murdered. The guy's daughter comes back to find out what's going on with her father. Now they're getting into this web of deceit and wondering what the fuck is going on with the Silver Shamrock uh, facility. And that's when everything starts going downhill <laughs> for them, I should say. Yeah. And No, go ahead. Oh, and, of course, now you get involved with the gentleman who is involved with uh, the Silver Shamrock, this old Irishman, uh, Colonel, I forgot his name, shit. But he's selling all these masks, and you kind of get led to 
what his plan is because they're saying this is their last Halloween. Like everyone's buying up all their masks. Like you're thinking they're making so much money with these masks. Then all of a sudden one person comes in. This is my last order. They're not, they're not refilling next year's order. What's the deal with that? So you're trying to get a lead to like what's going on. Why all of a sudden now they don't want to do masks anymore. And then during the tour, the one guy's talking to him going, yeah, he was a, a prankster when he was little. He worked with machines, building toys, building. You have all these little automaton creatures in the background playing organs and flutes. It's It all leads into like his overall plan and what he does. I'm like, wow, this is this is really cool. <laughs> Especially watching again, you start catching small things when you rewatch films. Like I didn't catch the whole building robots, like building little little people playing mm-hmm. with the organ, <clears throat> playing with the flutes. Going, yeah, he did build those those robots. He did build the the androids because they're all the gears and the parts. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, all right, all right. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, this movie ended up being. Um, it's crazy because I'm I'm like drawing a blank, and I just watched this movie. <clears throat> More well, I was kind of listening to it and watching because I was just, I was so freaking distracted by the news I got about the email that I'm just like, I, you're excited I, about that email. And you're like, yeah, eh, this movie's now background. <laughs> it was pretty much background noise, but I was like looking up, and just the it was oh, okay. I'm gonna tell you a specific part of the movie. There was the family. They went into the um. They went to the building. I guess they wanted to see. They wanted to see how the masks were made, I believe. Oh, yeah, the tour, the, the tour group scene. The tour okay. group scene. So they went to that little room. The little the kid has his little pumpkin mask on. Of course, the song comes on. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. And the mother, <laughs> the mother's like, hey, turn that down. Of course, the kid's ignoring her. Oh, you're talking about, oh, later on, this is the. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're the, the test subject scene. Yes, and what was yes. cool, what was cool about room. that, which I just noticed today, I don't remember if I seen it the last time, is when, when they closed the door, it says, like, test room A or something on the outside mm-hmm. of the door, which was cool. But anyways, that song's playing, the kid's watching the TV, bouncing his head back and forth, dancing, and he completely ignores his mother, and out of nowhere, she just starts laughing, just laughing, talking to the father, laughing. All of a sudden, the pumpkin does something, it like crushes the kid's head or something. It like because it gets kind of tight. Kid mm-hmm. dies. All these bugs come out of nowhere, out of the freaking mask. Then a fucking snake, <laughs> a snake comes out, and I'm like, what the hell? How does all this fit in that damn pumpkin? The snake comes out, and it bite. It ends up. I know it ends up biting the father in the leg. Yep. The mother's screaming. Bugs are coming out of her hair, her head, and shit. I'm just like, wow. Like they really went crazy with this they they just took that out of like nowhere as far as like you if you were to first see this like if you were watching the movie for the first time or if you haven't seen it in years and don't remember either or you're not expecting that to happen like that at all no and i'm just like holy shit it's like also the scene where the one woman was in the hotel the button fell off and she notices she picks up and there's a microchip in the back and she takes like a hairpin out and starts playing with the chip. And also this big weird blue beam zaps her right in the face. And the next thing her face is like ripped like yep. open. 
and this one little bug comes crawling out of her mouth. <laughs> it's like, like, what? And then all of a sudden you get into that scene, you're going, oh, I see what's going on, kind of. The button is causing everybody to come out with bugs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because it was like a one-shot zap where this one is actually just keeps putting out bugs. I don't know. It was freaking weird. It w- oh, my goodness. Weird isn't even the word, man. It was. But then he was talking about with witchcraft, too. Maybe it's something to do with the bugs and the snakes. That makes sense. Because the, they use the bits of rock from. Uh, what the hell? Uh, Stonehenge. They stole the giant Stonehenge stone, mm-hmm. and you can see them all chipping little bits in it. So maybe it's something to do with Stonehenge, as well. I don't know. It was again. It's like it's one of those weird movies that you can't really dissect and get into because some of it makes sense and some of it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I agree with you one million percent. This is now going on to that. This is one of those movies where, like, you know, how I was saying it, it makes sense and it doesn't make sense. It's one of those movies for you to really get it to make sense. You probably got to watch this movie like forty times in a row to catch every little detail. You have mm-hmm. to, this has to be like your favorite horror movie for you to really get what the hell's going. <laughs> for you to get what the hell's going on in it. It was fun, like you said. It was definitely a fun horror movie, which I did enjoy that part of it. But um, I don't know. Like, I kind of wish that they just. I wish they had more of a story to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, a bunch of shit happening, but they never really gave you a reason why, in a sense. As far as, I mean, I could be wrong, but, like, I didn't pick up on it, at least. I don't know if you have or not. I know he was, t- at the end there, he was talking to uh, the doctor, saying, back in, like, 300 years ago, at the Celtic time, they were talking about witchcraft and doing this. Maybe he was trying to do some kind of ritual for something. Okay. But he never really got into it. He was like, well, I'm a prankster, and this is the biggest prank for Halloween because it's Samhain. And, uh, but they really didn't do much. They kind of just said, oh, here's a little bit. We'll go with that and then forget the rest. Yep. Like if they actually got into more of a plot like I want to take over the world or I just want to get rid of kids because I hate kids or I just want to do a sacrifice so I can live forever and I need this amount of death. Or it's just something, just something to get us going. That could have helped. It probably really helped. That would have and uh, I understand the the whole androids because he needs, he builds them. They're loyal to him, so he doesn't have to worry about people, you know, sneaking away or anything. If something mm-hmm. weird happens, it's a robot. It doesn't think, it doesn't do. It's just programmed to do what it's supposed to do. And, but give us a little end story. Give us something to tie everything together. Not just, oh, we're going to have some mass that explode and turn your heads into bugs and snakes. I agree with I agree with you one million percent on that. But you know how I feel like this movie would have worked better? I mean, I don't – I think this movie would have worked really, really good. I know it would be kind of too long, though, but there was a lot of parts in this movie that could have kind of cut out of it as an anthology. That would be good. I think this movie could work good because, you know, an anthology is, I mean, the long, say the longest anthology is maybe like an hour, 45 minutes. And they could they could have cut out a lot of bullshit in the movie. So, you know, put a couple other stories in. They don't have to, do, they don't have anything, you know how the anthologies work. They don't have to, Oh yeah. they don't have to connect or they can connect. Right. And with that being said, they could have had this as an anthology. And I feel like with that, you're like, okay, well, you know, this has nothing to do with the last story I just watched, but it works. It's fun. It was a good time. 
boom, this was a hit. Mm-hmm. This was a good movie. But seeing as how it's a standalone movie by itself and how it has the Halloween title, that's that's what hurts it the most is it has the Halloween title. Like if they call it just Season of the Witch, boom. <laughs> but also too, you Season of the Witch, you think witchcraft. True. There's hardly any in it until like the very end where they, they talk about certain things. There's no if they did the whole witchcraft to the whole entire movie, okay, I could see why call Season of the Witch. True. He's a witch, he's this, he's that, he's doing spells or he's picking these concoctions in the mask so all of a sudden the mask will melt your head or bugs will come out of nowhere and kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It was just like a weird title, not a good way to put the franchise on it. And the storyline was just awkward. But overall, it, it is a fun movie to watch. Again, you have to watch it as a standalone. You can't think Michael Myers because he is in it for a little bit because they're watching the movie. But other than that, it's it's just a weird flick. It really <laughs> it's is. It's a fun, weird flick. It really is, man. It's, <laughs> like I said, I grew up hating it. I don't hate it anymore. I, I don't love it either. I'll say I like it. I don't like it. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the to the middle school terms back in our days. You know, like you say you like a girl, you like her, like her. I don't mm-hmm. like it, like it, but I like it. So right, it's, I get you. I'm putting this movie in the friend zone, for example. <laughs> if that, and not even like a not even a close friend, just just the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Or an acquaintance. Like when I watch the the franchise, I would watch one, two, skip three, and go to four. Yes. So I'll just do a, a Michael Myers franchise. I'll do Halloween 3 maybe separate way by itself. It, you you have to. Like I said, when I first watched this, it, it throws you off, too, because you're like, what, mm-hmm. what the hell's going on? Where's Michael? What's, what? Oh, there he is. Two seconds. Oh, okay. No, what's going oh, he's on? He's on the TV? What the hell? Which I you're do. Watch it, Michael. Looking, thinking about that now, I do respect and love how they paid homage to that. I think that's awesome. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, man, like. With horror franchise movies, another movie that does it, but I actually liked it without the killer being in there, the actual killer, was Friday the 13th Part 5, mm-hmm. The New Beginning. Is that The New Beginning? Yes. Yes. And on my countdown, believe it or not, let me see if I still have the list on my phone, I ranked that fairly high. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not talking about Halloween right now. That's all right. But uh, I know how you're a huge fan of this movie, and you're, you know. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> That's all right. I ranked Friday Part 5 pretty high, too. It's not one of my favorites, but it's not one of my – I hate it so mm-hmm. much. Okay, well, out of the 12 movies, I'll just tell you where this one is, because I, I added Freddy vs. Jason in this list. Mm-hmm. Part 5 is my sixth – is number six. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I put it there because the simple fact – well, first off, Reckless Reggie was probably one of my favorite – now, this is one thing I do in the podcast. I'll do, like, my favorite characters of the movie. Mm-hmm. And we didn't – seeing as how it was a list of 12 movies, we just did for the franchise. And he's one of my – and I didn't include Jason or his mom because that's easy. <laughs> so he was one of my favorite characters in the whole franchise just because, like, I joke around with – you know. Okay, you watch horror. You know black people usually die fast and first. Not only did he survive, but his black instincts kicked in when he seen Jason <laughs> with the quotes. Where he seen mm-hmm. him and he screamed and he just took off running. <laughs> like that, that's wearing, the smartest thing to do. He was wearing that red. He was wearing the red jumpsuit and he took <laughs> off running. 
and I've said this in the podcast. I've said this in the podcast episode with the Friday the Thirteenth that I still have. This is still a running joke. He's still running to this day. <laughs> it was just like he. I was just like I love that. But what I just get into this real quick. I'm not going to spend too much time on this movie, but just get into it real quick. The reason why I like that one so much is because like, and I'll tell you what how they could have made it better in my opinion. I liked how there was a copycat killer and how he like dressed as Jason and all that. I thought that was cool. And then, you know, with Tommy Jarvis in there, how he thinks it's really Jason, that that was cool. Now to flip it, what I think they would have done, because the movie wasn't really a hit back in back then, you know, people were kind of disappointed. What I think would have done when, which would have worked better after they did the final chapter is one of two things. I'll say one, say if Tommy Jarvis became the killer for, even if it was just for one movie, then Jason, they brought Jason back in part six because remember part four, how it ended. You see Corey Feldman's character looking up, kind of staring at the camera. You're like, Oh, well, if they come back, maybe you knew there was going to be more movies. So, Uh you know, maybe he's going to be the killer because Jason's done. So if they would have did that, or if they would have had like a copycat killer, but not, the um, paramedic or whatever he was, but like say somebody that was obsessed with Jason for years, like he just studied his kills. He always knew what Jason, but he ne- so let's say the guy never went to the camp or if he mm-hmm. went, he like seen stuff from a distance. So he never got killed and he was obsessed with Jason. And you know, Friday the 13th is obviously in the summer. So it happens every few years. So let's say chapter four where Jason gets killed. I don't know how often Friday the 13th happens, you know, in the summer, but let's say it happens every seven years just to make it easy. So say like 21 years go by and he still hasn't came. Then this guy goes to the camp and he starts, you know, doing the killing and all that. Mm -hmm. And then when they go back, say, you know, at the end of the movie, they find out who it is, who the killer is because they kill him. And they go back to his house or whatever. They see like he has every newspaper clipping of, of the Friday the 13th, the camp blood kills and all this stuff that would have made the movie excellent. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion on that. And they never tell you another thing with that movie. They never tell you how close that house is that they they're staying in to Camp Crystal Lake or well, to Camp Blood. Do they? The the house because it was like a weird like halfway house or whatever. Yeah. The EMT saw his brother course getting chopped up, so of course the EMT takes over being Jason. He doesn't need to be on Camp Crystal Lake because he's um, using Jason as a scapegoat to become a killer okay. to do the copycat killing just to get him in this house. He's using that old... Because he, he did a little research on Jason because they found some newspaper clippings in his uh, pocket or mm-hmm. his wallet too. So that's why he became Jason, to kill them, to get his revenge on his brother and to think, oh, Jason's back. I can hide in the shadows. Be Jason, kill people, come back, get the shit off me. Guess what? It wasn't really me. It was Jason. Yeah. So he can kind of put the blame on them. He doesn't have to be at the lake because he's at this weird halfway house. He knows where everybody is because he got to that house. So he knows all these people are in this one little location and just get everybody he wants to get. Okay. Like, I understand. I like how they brought Jason back kind of in part five because, of course, in part four, he gets decapitated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little Corey Feldman there hacking away, <laughs> hacking away. Like, how the hell did they bring him back? I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. And it was pretty cool. I know a lot of people were upset because it technically wasn't Jason doing the killing. But it was an interesting way of bringing a character back that you kind of want to see back. Yes. 
you, you see Jason, but then you get that final reveal. You're like, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know yep. if I like that or not. <laughs> <laughs> now jumping jumping back into Halloween three, like again with this podcast, I jump around all the time with this, and yeah, it, that's fine. It I feel it it works. It it kind of connects because you know Michael has nothing to do with this. The real Jason Voorhees has nothing to do with part five. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> this movie, man, like the song. Oh my god, that's one song <laughs> that definitely sticks in your head. And it, like, I I'm not gonna get it out of my head for the rest of this damn day because I just watched it today earlier. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think what I was gonna say next. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? Nah. Other than that, like you got some cool little jump scares here and there. Like at the end when you kind of know the girl was a cyborg at the end. Yeah. Because the way she didn't talk, she didn't really have any emotion. She just stood there. You're thinking the other something wrong with her. And she just kept coming back. I just, I just shouted at the TV, why won't you die? Because <laughs> she comes back with the arm and all of a sudden the body's all decapitated with the arm and everything. But I like how it ended too. It gave you that, is it going to end this way or are they going to continue playing the show? Because... They canceled the first. They had it on, on three channels. Mm-hmm. They canceled channel one, canceled channel two. Then all of a sudden, you have Tom Atkins screaming in the phone, "Cancel, cancel channel three. There's these kids at the gas station with the mask, watching it. Got it going, and you see the the camera zone into the Shamrock disc. You know, and then all of a sudden, you just see him screaming in the phone, and that's how it ends. Yep. It's like that's a good ending because you don't know if it if it's a happy ending. Or a did bat. it go through? You don't know. Yeah, and I, I a like twist. I like movies like that. And again, I'm jumping into the Friday the Thirteenth again. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to do this. I don't do this on purpose. It just no. Fits. That's fine. That's good. Now, Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Okay. Remember the end of the movie where Jason comes up, played by Ari Lehman, comes yep. up and pulls the chick out, you know, into the out of the canoe. Yep. Into the water. They never say if, because she was talking about, she's like, you know, the boy, the boy in the water, blah, blah, blah. They never say if that was a dream or if it really happened or what, which is awesome. And I watched Camp Crystal Lake Memories or whatever. I watched some of it. I didn't watch it all. Documentary. Yeah, it is. It's long. (laughs) Really long. It's great. It's it's freaking awesome. I didn't finish it, but I did see that part of it. And they even said it in the documentary, like, we never said that part. We never want to because. It lets the fans kind of go where they want with that, which I I love it because it's like, say they say it really happened, you're stuck yeah, with oh, that. Okay. Say they say if it was a dream, you're stuck with that. So either way, either with both those endings, either way it'll work. Either way, fans will be happy and fans will be mad. So with this one, it's like, you can have your imagination like, okay, shit, you know what? This is how I want it to end. So this is how it happened. It really happened, or it was a dream, yep. which. It was just awesome. Now, jumping back to this movie with him on the phone, you're like, hey, at that last second before the commercial really started getting crazy, they, the commercial cut off, or it's like, no, them badass kids got killed. <laughs> yep. So it, it really works with movies like that. Not always, but when they end it right, it works. Yes. And, uh, Especially at that right moment. You got that moment where you're, like, you're getting all pumped up. <gasps> and, um, okay. What did just happen? <laughs> you get all excited. Like, did they make it? Did they not make it? I know some people, they always love a happy ending. You're into horror, people. Horror movies, 90, about 50-some percent will never have a happy ending. 
<laughs> you see, you got the other half that's got the other happy ending. Sometimes the killer wins, sometimes the killer loses. Yes, yes. And with me, with the slasher things, a happy ending for me is when the guy doing the slashing wins. As <laughs> yes. messed up as that sounds, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, so if this guy keeps surviving, this is a good movie. It could be a pretty good franchise, possibly, if they don't fuck up the story in the middle. Let's let it keep going for a little bit. Let's, you know, let's let's have a couple more of these going. Yes, and just like see how we keep going and push push that character a little more. Like, let's see what they can do. Like, yeah. I would love to see a Friday the Thirteenth in a winter setting. Oh like my if, goodness, man! If, Me too. All right, I know they did the whole boat thing with Jason takes Manhattan. They took him out. They even did outer space. Yes. Whatever, but. Put it back at Crystal Lake. Put it during a winter setting. Like I know, it takes place I think in Ohio. I think Crystal Lake is there sure. in New Jersey. It's one of the two. Yeah, no, it's um, it's in New Jersey. It's in New Jersey. Oh, they have snow in New Jersey. Yep. Put it during a winter setting. Like have some campers go out uh, doing like a winter excursion, or their camper breaks down and they have to camp in a the old cabins to stay warm for a winter night. And have Jason come up during the winter time. Oh, you can get some freaking cool kills. You can get some interesting moments with snow. Yes, yes. It's it's different. I know. I love Friday the 13th with all my heart. It takes place in the summer, summer camp, everything. I know they started changing it, but to a winter setting, that I think would be fantastic. I think it would be, if obviously if the story and everything's done right, I think it would be amazing because it's like people do camp in the winter. Uh-huh. That's different. And my first thing is just imagine, first of all, blood in the snow. Mm-hmm. That's one big one. And then ice. Like, say the lake's frozen. People are ice skating. Jason's mm-hmm. in the lake. Obviously, the whole lake's not frozen. So Jason's in the lake. Somehow he breaks through the ice and pulls somebody under. Or somebody falls through the ice. Jason pulls them under. They drown. That's how he gets out. Yep. And And then I think of Jason smashing somebody's face and just... Oh my god! There's just so like, much. I, I can see him picking up a snowmobile, just picking up a fucking snowmobile, and you got that back tread running. Mm-hmm. Just put it on somebody. Just yes, brrr, yes, and then that's it. <laughs> Done. And then, and as then far, all of a sudden you go to the next kill. And you then see you, like a trail of blood. You go. You know how we were talking about how Jason likes throwing people through shit. Let Jason throw people somebody through some ice. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> oh, that'll man. be insane. It would work. You don't so see many good. slashers in the wintertime, but you when really you do, don't. they're different. They're fun. You really don't. And I think it would be so freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to make that happen. They're Friday the 13th yeah. in the winter. It would work. It would work Definitely. good. I would love to see it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Another movie I'd like to see is uh, Jason vs. Michael. I know there wouldn't be a lot of dialogue in it, <laughs> but I had the. Uh, I ha- I've mentioned this on the podcast. I've mentioned this in videos before. I'm going to mention it again with you. The way it can kind of work is, say, they're sticking with the story that Laurie Strode and Michael Myers are related. Michael's always looking for his sister. I don't know how the hell he always finds her. Mm-hmm. But let's say people have been staying away from Camp Crystal Lake for years, so the killings have obviously stopped, and they changed the name of it and everything, and say she happens to go there. She has a little family, so she goes there. There's other people there, blah, blah, blah. Michael somehow finds her there, and he can drive. I don't know who taught him how to drive. It was a fucking I don't know, but he could drive. bad idea, <laughs> but he could drive. So he goes to Camp Crystal Lake. 
and say, you know, obviously a bunch of killings are happening. If I only see, okay, my thing with this, and I'm thinking of just off the top of my head, would it be a Friday the 13th or would it be a Halloween? That's the same thing with Freddy versus Jason. Where would you put it? Is it a Jason movie? Is it a Freddy movie? I mean, see, with those, I put it in the middle. I'm, I'm just saying as far as, like, the dates. Like, with the Jason movie, with the Freddy vs. Jason, I, when I did my countdown thingy, I put it with, um, I did it in the Freddy vs. Jason thing. Sorry. I did it in the Jason thing, but I'm also going to do it. I'm doing a Nightmare on Elm Street countdown, and I'm also going to put it in that. With, so I'm going to put it in both. Yeah. But with the Freddy, say if they did a Jason vs. Michael, would you do it in October on Halloween? Or would you do it in the summer of Friday the Thirteenth, or would you do it October Friday the Thirteenth? Either, I mean, either either way will work, mm-hmm. depending on where you want to go with it. Or would the date not even be that important? Right. Who cares? Like what the date is? You could just be going during a fall time. It could be in September. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason and Michael Myers could be going out because he just wants Laurie Strode. He doesn't care what's happening. Exactly, but I mean, they're obviously, like I said, say, excuse me, say for example, she goes, she's camping, whatever. Jason's killing a bunch of people, but let's say the kills don't start right away. Let's say they start maybe twenty minutes into the movie. And anyways, Jason starts killing a bunch of people. You know how when he gets to killing, he don't stop. <laughs> right. And she thinks, you know, she's having flashbacks of her brother. She thinks it's her brother doing it. And say from a distance, she sees Jason doing it, and she yells, Michael. Jason looks up, like, what the fuck? Like, who the hell is, who the hell is Michael? Right. And she sees Jason. And let's say Michael ends up at the camp, and he's killing people too, but she didn't see Michael yet. So she's getting away from Jason, whatever, whatever. She gets away from Jason, something happens. And somehow, somehow she sees Jason and Michael together, or they kind of meet up and just fight. Something. I don't, I don't quite know yet. <laughs> But I just feel that would be a fun fight to freaking watch. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting to see. Just because they're they're both silent killers, they're both they don't act goofy. They're serious. They're about their bit. Well, Jason, sorry, Michael's pretty much after his sister, but he kills anybody in the way, and Jason yep. just kills anybody that comes to the camp. So that matchup, like those two fighting each other, and because they're they're looked at as kind of slow in a sense, even though I feel like they're kind of smart killers, in my opinion. So like when they when they're fighting each other and stabbing each other, they keep getting back up. You know how they both tur- tilt their head to the side, like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like something like that. They both get knocked down. They both look at each other. They sit up and they look Just at each up. other like, "All right, do it again." Yep. <laughs> I think that would be a fun movie. That would be fun. <clears throat> now, again, jumping back into Halloween three, I'm gonna get into this little segment I like to call slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy. And I pretty much just ask you random questions about the movie. My first thing is going to be, um, damn. <laughs> what would you change about this movie? If you say, uh. say somebody came to you, right? Uh-huh. You're, you're the director. Listen, we want you to remake Halloween 3. We want to have, they still want to have the shamrock thing with the masks. Mm-hmm. But as far as everything goes, the story is yours. Uh, well, first I would change the title. Right off the bat, because, again, people get confused with Michael Myers. Yes. So the first thing I would change would be the title. Try to rework this title into something called maybe uh, the the Silver Sham- uh, Massacre at the Silver Shamrock or 
the uh, the, I don't know, something weird. <laughs> silver, <laughs> and then, silver shamrock massacre. Yeah, couldn't talk. I'm like, <laughs> and then I would try to somehow add more horror elements to it, mm-hmm. where. Okay, you start off the guy with the mask. He's running from the person in the suits. Okay, we'll definitely keep that. But maybe keep it all into one place. Like, let's keep it in the hospital for a while. And then lead to the final big conflict at Silver Shamrock uh, facility. But everything gets attacked there. You're not going to see all the masks. You see them being shipped out to buildings, but you don't see them shipped out to, uh, like, local stores. And I probably would switch out. Oh God, this is hard because this movie's so mixed with everything. It really is. I probably add more witchcraft to it, more something more to it, like not just the masks and the the tone, more of a history. Like, why is this main character doing it? To because like he wants to rid kids, or he wants to get a certain amount of sacrifices to become uh to live forever or he wants to do something to do this not just because eh, i just want to do it because i want to hell i want to do it because <laughs> yeah. i'm crazy uh, that's a hard it's really hard with this movie because this movie is a mixture of everything and nothing at once <laughs> i love how you said that mixture of everything and nothing at, at once uh, it's tough it is, but I'm, I like, I just, you know, I'm throwing that out there because I'm like, what could make this movie better? Like, what would make you a bigger fan of this movie or a fan of this movie if you're not a fan? Or you could change it around to have, make it into an actual slasher movie mm-hmm. and have three people, one wearing a pumpkin mask, one wearing the witch mask, and one wearing the skull mask. And these three people are maybe escaped from an asylum or they're escaped from, like, testing at the Silver Shamrock. They uh-huh. were tested with the, the 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 button thing, and something went wrong in their system, where the masks have now adhered to their faces. They can't take them off, and it somehow changed them to become psychopathic killers. Oh, yeah. And now these three will go out on a killing spree in this town that where the Silver Shamrock was made, I and like go from there. And to tie it up with the Halloween movie, the last mask that they will make will be the Michael Myers mask. Oh, I like that. That That's it. That's what I like I'm going that. with. <laughs> and branching off of that, instead of just having the three, let's say we keep something from the movie like the commercial. Mm-hmm. And, and, and instead of the commercial killing the kids, what if, you know, they have the pumpkin, they have the witch, the skull, and then... Like we'll throw in what you said, the Michael Myers mask. When they go to watch these commercials, let's say you know you do a countdown, blah blah blah. Halloween, mm-hmm. it possesses them. They're the killers. killer kids. Yes, <laughs> that would be so. Because then you're thinking about it, it's like now you don't want to kill a child in the movies, but how do you stop them? Like they have to figure out a way to stop them. To get this possession thing to stop. Say they have to go and destroy the, you know, wherever the main building is, the brainchild or whatever. You have to go destroy that. But people don't okay. know that right away. So these kids, and say, to throw in with the trick-or-treating aspect of Halloween, these kids are going out, quote-unquote, trick-or-treating. When they're going to get their candy, they, you know, trick-or-treat, blah, blah, blah. They get the candy, then they kill the person that gives them the candy. They just go to the next house, kill that. They just keep, they're on a big killing spree. 
<laughs> oh, that's a really big killing spree. But wow, you could have that all over the place. All the different kids going around killing all the adults. Yeah, because remember in the movie how they had like they're showing like all these kids from different cities, different states like Seattle, California, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, all over doing that. And so obviously, let's say they don't show fifty different states. Let's say they show like two or three different states. But you know it's statewide. You know it's pretty big. Yeah, just yeah. by showing like two states. California and New York, for example. One on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. Boom. That I think that right there would have been fun. It would work and shit. Hollywood, get on it now. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. Definitely watch that. <coughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'd watch that. So my have to be care and they have to be careful too. If they destroy the brainchild machine, the chip inside the mask will can ex- explode. And blow up the kid's head, so they had to do it a certain way, without killing the kid, and making allowing the kid to be back to normal and take the mask off and relive their lives. And with that, let's say the kids don't remember anything. The ones that do right. survive it, they don't remember anything at all. No, no, they have to can't. Wow, that's mm. damn. That's all. Gotta write some of this shit down. <laughs> I know. Shit. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so my next one for you is um, let me see if I can pull out the air. What's what would you rate this movie? And now the way I do movie ratings on this, I do like um, like for example, for Friday the Thirteenth, I did like, would you from one to ten machetes because it has to do with it. So I'll do one to ten silver shamrocks. That's my first thing I'll do. And All my right. second thing I'll do is like when I when now me personally when I rate a movie, I rate it based just on like. No other movie in the world exists. Like, it's just no, I, this I, movie. When I do my rates, too, it's just the movie itself. Not like, because I've listened to other podcasts, and nothing against other podcasts. I listen to other movie reviews, and they'll rate a certain movie. Say they'll give, like, say they'll give this movie an, a, a 10. But then they'll be like, okay, but you gave Halloween Part 1 a 6. Right. I, I do the, my movie ratings based on just this particular movie. Nothing else exists. Nothing else matters. So with that being said... <laughs> How many sh- silver shamrocks would you give this movie? Matter, matter of fact, how many happy, happy Halloweens would you give this movie? <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. I would probably say I would rate this movie as a standalone itself, nothing to do with the rest of the Halloween movies. I'd give this a seven shamrocks out of ten, out of ten, like out of that. ten, silver, seven silver shamrocks out of ten for silver shamrock. <laughs> okay. And since how since you went there with that, I'm gonna give yep. it a um six shamrocks. <laughs> add it ten, add it ten, six shamrocks, add it ten. <laughs> it's hard to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Silver shamrock. But um, okay. So now leading off of that, I'm gonna ask you two questions. One is, would you write? Would you recommend this movie to anybody else? And two would be, um, why did you give it that rating? Uh, first, I would recommend it, and I would tell them to watch it as a standalone. Don't think of it as a Michael Myers film, because they'll get all disappointed. Like I tell people about this movie a lot to watch it by itself. Don't watch it on any other Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Just watch it by itself. You'll have more fun with it, <clears throat> and it will kind of make sense, because it, now I even tell them it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. He's not in this movie as a killer. And they're like, really? Why do they call it part three then? I go, just watch it for itself. And then after it is, talk to me afterwards, and I'll explain to you 
Why? Because of what the company did to kind of promote this movie. And then when I tell them, they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, yep, yeah, see? And mm-hmm. I understand. The reason why I give it a 7 out of 10, it's fun to watch. Uh, it's got some cool kills. Got some good, little bit of good gore here. You know, got a couple excuse me, uh, decapitation, uh, weird 80s special effects. I love practical effects. Oh, yes. If a movie has practical effects, I'm hooked. And this one has a lot of the practical effects going. Uh, I love Tom, Ak- Tom Atkins. I got to meet him at uh, one Scarecon one year. We talked about this movie for a while, and we talked about uh, Night of the Creeps a lot more. But I like I like him as an actor. So that kind of dragged me in. And, of course, what it is, I liked. So 7 out of 10, that's what I give it. <laughs> that's awesome. why. Awesome. Okay, now going back, I'll answer the same questions. I would recommend this movie. I actually have been recommending this movie. And it, like you said... I would tell people, listen, when you watch this movie, watch it as a standalone. Maybe even have a drink or two or a smoke, whatever you do. But watch it as a standalone. Michael Myers is not in it. I'll let you know that right now. And try to enjoy it. Like, don't expect too much. And just, I don't know. If you're a horror fan, you're gonna check it out. You're gonna, you might. Yep. You're either gonna. You're either gonna like it or you're not, which is cool. You know, we all have our own opinions. And then the reason why I gave it a 6 out of 10 is just because, like, the story was kind of bouncing around, like we were saying. It's kind of jumpy. It didn't really have, like, a solid plot. Like, I love I love horror. I love slashers. And I know a lot of horror movies don't have to have, like, a solid, solid story to for me to enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed the movie. Like you said, it had good kills and all that fun kills. But for a movie to be really good, it does have to have some sort of solid story and, like, kind of make sense in a mm-hmm. sense. And yep. this didn't. Yep. <laughs> but I gave it the six shamrocks, silver shamrocks. And it wasn't as bad as the first time I saw it. Because, again, I went into this movie watching it with the franchise. Thinking, okay, well, you know, I watched part one, I watched part two. Now it's time to watch part three, which had nothing to do with the franchise. So for those of you listening to this, if you haven't seen this movie, like we said, do not. Watch, don't watch the franchise with this movie. Watch one through one, two, then four, and the rest. Skip the last, skip a uh, part. Uh, what the hell was it? Resurrection. Don't watch yeah. that either. Don't just don't watch that at all. <laughs> no, I, you, you can know, watch Rob Zombie's ones, but don't watch Resurrection. You know what I'll say with Resurrection? Go ahead and watch it because give your own rating on that. You know, is horrible and terrible as it was i'd probably rate that when we had negative one i know someone who actually likes resurrection and i'm i'm still puzzled why they like this movie (laughs) i'm like why do you like it i don't know i grew up when i was a kid and i saw it when i was younger and i liked it and like that was my first halloween movie oh i i kind of okay i kind of get that like as a horror fan there's a certain movie you watch as a kid could be your first Halloween movie, Friday the 13th movie, or it could be your first horror movie you watched. You kind of have that connection to it. It doesn't mean you're right. It just means, right. <laughs> it just means you have that connection. I'm not going to yes. bash. I'm not going to be like the guy at the Empire State Comic Con. Oh, no, hell no, I won't watch. No, no, blah, blah, blah. Why would I want to watch that? That's yeah. stupid. Have you seen it? No. no I haven't even How heard of it. How do you know it. it's stupid? Now, Halloween Resurrection was bad. Yes. And so <laughs> was um Halloween... The Rob Zombie movie, I loved the first. The first one I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. The second one, uh... 
The only part I like about Resurrection, <clears throat> it's a very small part, is how they brought Michael Myers back. Mm-hmm. Because in H2O, the way they killed him, they decapitated him. But in Resurrection, like, well, how the hell are they going to bring him back? And then when I saw it, I'm like, oh, so that's how they brought him back. Good idea. Then the rest of the movie just went snowballing down. <laughs> yes, yes. Way down. Down into a basement. Yes. Further than the basement, man. This was bad. <sighs> this, was, this, this, was, this went to the basement, then went back upstairs and went to the outhouse and fell right in that little toilet <laughs> from part five. Yeah. That demon was taking a shit in after the enchiladas. That's how yep. bad it was. Oh, man. But, um, another thing, too, with the Halloween movies, with the franchise, mm-hmm. uh, part five. After part four, Jason gets arrested. Okay? He's in the prison. He's in Michael. the jail cell. Part five. Who the fuck is the guy that breaks in and busts Michael Myers out? Me. No one knows. It's just some random guy. He shoots up the police station, lets him out, and does his thing. That's like they don't even get into it. Wasn't he wearing like? Wasn't he wearing like? He was wearing a, um, a cowboy outfit. He was wearing like a weird, long black coat, hat, glasses, and just lets him out. All right. I'm, I'm, you know what, people? It, I've, this has been bothering me for years. It was me. <laughs> I let Michael out. But you're right about that, though. <laughs> Damn you! And then in part six, isn't that like the curse? And he has that thing on his arm. Yes. That. I actually did enjoy this fran- the Halloween franchise as a whole, but it was just so... I guess you can say with any horror franchise, though, once they do a few movies, it kind of just jumps around where people get in here like, okay, well, I'm going to do this with this movie. I'm going to do my own story. I'm going to kind of stick to it, but right. I'm not. I'm going to do my own little thing with it. But give us an answer on something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I watched part five, I'm going, who the fuck's this dude? <laughs> and then they never get into it. I'm like, he's here. Hello. Here you go, Jason. You're out. I mean, here you go, Michael. Michael yeah. You're out. Have fun. I know in part now, part six for Friday the Thirteenth. I know, like watching the Crystal Lake memoirs. I think it was Memories. I believe it was part six where um, they're supposed to kind of introduce Jason's father. I believe his name. What the hell is his name? Eugene. Yeah. I'm glad he left his whole father out. You don't need his father at all. And people, listen. I'm just gonna throw this out here really quick. This is the reason why fathers are important, because Jason didn't have a father in his life, and look how he turned out. <laughs> you have a psychopath mother. Yeah, that too. Well, Maybe that's why he left. You know what? With, with Jason's mother, I kind of sympathize with her, and I kind of understand where she came from. And again, I know this yes. is a Halloween 3 podcast. This is a Halloween 3 slash random horror <laughs> podcast with my guy, Matt Cantor. Thank you for being on again. This is awesome. But no problem, um, man. It was great. I kind of sympathize with her because it's like her son died drowning, and you motherfuckers are supposed to be watching him, and you're over right. here drinking and drugging and having sex and all that. Mm-hmm. That's cool and all, but pay attention to the kids. Yeah, I know. That's what your your job is supposed to do. I can I I feel sorry for her too. And then and everything. And then I get Jason's emotions of killing everybody because. This, as the legend has it, the story has it, he's seen his mother getting decapitated. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, now it's time for me to kill you motherfuckers. And that's all you need. You don't need his father anywhere. No, you don't. His father is not needed. You don't need him anywhere in any of the franchise. That's another reason I know they were talking upset. about a remake again 
with his father. I'm like, no, you don't need his father. <laughs> you have mom and him. That's all it is. He has a mother and a son relationship. Like, you, you know how they could have introduced his father in this? I'm just going to say this real quick. Is if, you know, Jason drowns, he dies. His mother, you know, gets decapitated. And say his father's the one that's the killer. They could have did that with part six. I mean, part five. Like, the way you were thinking about. Yeah. They could have brought his father in. Ooh. To, to uh, be the murderer. That would have been some shit right there. <laughs> because he would know that his son is dead, his wife, his ex-wife is dead. He finally figures out everything and just loses it. Realizes his son came back, and now he wants to live through his son, and do what his son did, and do what his wife did, because they all have that killer instinct in them. They could have so maybe in part in that part, part five, they could have brought the father in to be the murderer. That would have been That's cool, or if they would have just started it from the beginning, from part two. Because mm-hmm. you say the wife's gone, the son's gone, and now the father comes back and just revenge kills everybody that comes to that camp. That would have been it, that would have been interesting and fun too. And say maybe they now say they kind of gave you little hints, but they didn't really reveal it until later on in the franchise that this whole time it was Jason's father. Even if you still named him Jason, Jason's junior. That that can <laughs> damn it, knock this over again. That can be possible. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have a little. I'll show you. Little Jason Voorhees bottle cap, bottle opener. Nice. I had the man was holding it for me, but uh, I keep knocking it down, so I'm gonna put that down right there. <laughs> put it down before you break something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that. Either way, it could have worked. Like I, thinking about it, though, I'm kind of glad the way they went with the franchise. No, not kind of. I'm really glad the way they ended up going with it. Same. With the franchise in general. Obviously, they could have done without. Um, the last three that they not including the remake, but the last three, but they were still fun watches at least. I can rewatch those all the time. I love the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. And yeah, um, the only rough one I can't really watch much is Jason Goes to Hell Part Nine. That's yes, I'm with that's, you on that. It's rough. I've watched that maybe three or four times out of probably mm-hmm. like the six thousand times I've seen the other. Especially, especially Jason <laughs> Takes Manhattan. And that one's lower on my list, but the reason why I watch it so much is because back in the day, it used to come on USA Network on Friday the 13th. That would be like one of the main ones they would show is Jason Takes Manhattan. Yep. Why? I have no idea, but that would be the main one they would show is that one. That one in part, um, was it part six with the drunk guy? <clears throat> Excuse me. With the drunk guy that had the, the cold bottle. eyeball and the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I believe those are like the main two I remember seeing over and over and over. And actually, no, six, seven, and eight. I should say. I'll say six, seven, I and love, eight. I love part seven. It's like one of my top Friday the Thirteenth. Oh man, it's part seven. I wish we would. I wish I would have known you then because you would have definitely been on this countdown with me. Oh. <laughs> oh man. But four and seven are my top two. Four and seven. Mine was yep. uh. I can tell you real quick. Actually, I know one was part three. My number one was part three, and I mean, I know the story was a little bit, <clears throat> I mean, you can kind of say it was slower than the other one, than the later ones, but it was my, it was three and six, those are my top two. Oh, wow. And seven's part three for me. Seven's my number three. Seven's my number three, because Kane Hodder's like, my, it was a good one, it was the best looking Jason, mm-hmm. and Kane Hodder's my favorite freaking horror icon. He was the, to me, he was the best Jason. He didn't get the best movies, but I feel like he just... Play the shit out of that role. 
and then, part seven was kind of the whole Jason versus Carrie. Mm, yes, yes. The whole her with the telekinesis, and I loved yes. it. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. And then part six, that was just freaking good. Mm-hmm. Part three, the reason why that was up there is because, like I said, it wasn't, excuse me, it's probably not popular to everybody, but the, it introduced the iconic mask. That's huge to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it can't, be, and it wasn't a bad movie at all. But it was just like it introduced that freaking mask that when you hear Jason Voorhees, when you hear Jason movie Friday the thirteenth, you think of the mask and the machete. Yep. You don't think of that burlap sack he had in part two. No. <laughs> you think of the mask and the machete. And I just it's just awesome. Now I remember watching uh the first Scream movie. Mm-hmm. And in Scream, in the beginning where they're talking to Drew Barrymore's character, he goes, We're gonna do some horror trivia. And he does, like, uh, I forgot what the first question was. And, of course, she got it right. And I still remember the one question. He goes, all right, this is the question that's going to save you, kill you or lie to you. Who was the main killer in Friday the 13th? And I'm watching the theory going, well, Jason's mom. And, of course, Drew Barrymore goes, well, it's Jason. Jason's the killer. I'm thinking, no. And, of course, the guy goes, nope. She's like, I've seen that movie five million times. Jason's the murderer. He's like, no, Jason's mother was the murderer in the first one. Jason came later in the franchise. Yep. I'm like, ah, there you go. This person did their homework. Good. <laughs> yep, yep. That's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So we basically we've been talking for a little bit about random horror, which I enjoy. <laughs> Same here. And um the Hall- now, going back to Halloween 3, we gave it our rating. You gave it a 7. I gave it a 6. We kind of discussed what we would change about it. Um, What was I going to say? We, both re- we would both recommend it. If, let me think, let me think, let me think. Like, I do, I'm trying to think of, like, a character rating, but there really wasn't too many characters that were in this movie throughout the whole movie. But I would say... Would the like movie, the main doctor was your main character. Yeah. Would the movie bother? Would it, this movie have been any better or any worse to you if um, Tom Atkins' character was killed at the end of the movie? Like you know, he's you know, let's say he's on the phone, he's on yep. that same phone call, but say one of those androids or whatever survives and breaks his neck or whatever, kills him somehow. I think it would be uh, definitely different because you're like, oh, because one thing when they threw the discs and everything, all the all, all the androids went down, except for the one chick, because I don't think she was fully programmed. Yeah. Because she followed his directions too, but I think if an android survived, it wouldn't make sense. Like the way it ends now is is the perfect ending because again, you don't know. If they canceled it, like said, the, th- the final show, like the final channel got canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, happy ending, la, 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 nothing happens. But then everyone's going to be all pissed off, like, well, what happened to the, uh, the, the, the contest? <laughs> yeah. People will be worried about that one stupid contest. But if Tom Mackins probably got killed later, like earlier during like the car crash scene, and that's how they ended it, Ooh. eh, okay, I could see that. I, if they ended it where she turns into the, the robot, she kills him during the car crash, and then she walks out the car and just continues walking. That would probably have been a good ending, too. You don't have the whole... And then go to a gas station, and some kids walk in and turn on the channel, channel one, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and that's where it ends. That, 
wouldn't be bad. Wow, that wouldn't I wasn't be even bad expect- That wouldn't be bad at all. I wasn't even expecting an answer like that. That's <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I have nothing to say on that one. That that would actually be pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Because like with, I like the whole you know with some movies how you have the um, like the killer or whatever just kind of walking off. And well, this would be the moonlight, not the sunset, but <laughs> kind of just walking off. And then you have like, you have the kids watching that commercial. That wow, shit, that would have worked. That would work. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be a bad alternate ending right there. Thank you. <laughs> wow. It's okay. I'm trying to think what else we could discuss. Do you have anything else you want to say about the movie or? How about you? If they decide to do a role reversal. Okay. If Tom Atkins was a female, and would this change the whole movie around? And say she would be like the final girl, like she was a drunk uh, doctor or anything. Would that change the movie for you? So hang on. So if he's if the final person roles are reversed, the girl that instead of being Tom Atkins' character, it's the girl. She she's a she. And she's the doctor. And she's the doctor. So the girl. So let's say the girl that he was driving around with was a guy. She's well. They just, think, just watch the movie, but make sure make everybody gender swapped. Okay. So the final. Actually, no, that wouldn't bother me at all. It yeah, might even either. make it a little more fun. And I'll say that because with a lot of horror movies and a lot of well, no, you do have a lot of final girls, but with a lot of movies, though, you have the little damsel in distress type of thing, and or they don't. You know, there's horror movies where females don't survive, right. but. If, there was, if this was the final girl where she survived and all that and figured it out and say Tom Atkins' character was the one that turned into the android, that would have been kind of fun. And I think it would have worked. <clears throat> it would have been cool, too, because him being the male, would be, he would be stronger. So when he's going after her, attacking her, and she survives all that, too. Mm-hmm. I would have liked that, actually. I mean, either way, it works. And then the phone call scene could have been more dramatic because she could have been crying and screaming right. and yelling, makeup running down her face and all that just... It Show more fear. Yes. It might have actually made it, the movie a little bit better because it's a female strong survivor and because she can put more of that emotion into it. Not that Tom Atkins didn't, but because she can put more of that scary, sad, like, dramatic emotion into it and, like, screaming, like, get rid of the channel. <laughs> right. Whatever. So I would like that. That was a good – I like that fucking question. Do you have any more? <laughs> wow. Let's see. Oh, <clears throat> would you think this movie would be no, 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 no? I think I'm pretty good because I'm just trying to think. Like, you had a lot of great questions itself that I would have kind of asked, but you already n- nailed them. And that was the other one I had. I don't think. What would you change if you had a chance to change the movie? I don't know if you ever. I don't think you answered it or not, or. You did. If you could change mm-hmm. part of the movie at all, what would you change? Honestly, like like I was saying, like jumping off of yours, I would keep the masks, and then right. would, like you were saying, I'll steal your idea and add them. Like, oh, that's right, you did the killer kids one. Yes. Yeah, the the killer kids, which would be freaking amazing. Or yeah, the killer kids, or killer adults, where they're poisoning all the candy. Mm-hmm. And say the kids are getting, say like it's not killing them right away, but they're getting sick. And they have 31 days to figure out what's going on. That would be a fun one. But they only poison the kids that are wearing those masks. 
huh. with the silver shamrocks. Interesting. And I just I just came up with that like literally. <laughs> I just literally <laughs> pulled that one out of there. But that would be that would be kind of fun too. Little, you know, a little different. Right. Or if the kids are poisoned, the only way they can survive is to wear the mask. Ooh. Because nice. whatever's embedded in the rubber or on the disc is keeping them alive yes. for that certain amount of time. But if they take the mask off, like all of a sudden maybe their whole face comes off with the mask. Or their head Or explodes. somehow their head starts to melt. Or even like with an adult, if you're an adult, you have whatever it was ingested. Yeah. If you wear the mask, you're fine. But if you take it off, your face melts or your head collapses in. You start coughing up blood. Shit's coming out of your eyes and your ears and all. maybe a head explosion. Oh, that's fucking awesome. That's, that's, I like that too. Any of those ideas we said would yeah. be fun. <laughs> so I, I don't know how big of a hit it would be. It might not be a blockbuster movie, but it fun, would be fun as hell. Fun as hell horror movie. Netflix. YouTube, whatever. I don't care. I would watch that over and over. <laughs> wow. You can call it Masks of Halloween. Masks of Halloween. Or like a, like a Halloween mask or uh, Costumes of Death. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> costumes of Death. Or, I mean, or incorporate the Silver Shamrock in there. Like I said, uh, what the hell did I say? I forgot what I said now. Silver Shamrock Massacre. There you go. Because it, it would tie into it because, you know, all those masks have the Silver Shamrock on them. Huh? And just say maybe even the adults don't know that those kids that are getting, they just, some, they, for some reason, they give these kids that have those certain masks certain kinds of candy. Maybe because it's programmed in the mask, because the Silver Shamrock looks so programmed, they want certain kinds of candy. And so they get. You know, they'd get that certain kind, of, or they eat the candy with their mask on, and it just affects them like that. So it's not like the adults know they're doing that. Right. But when they have, they say the kids, they keep, when they put that mask on, if we don't do the killer kids one, obviously, that mask just takes over. So they just like, they eat whatever, whatever they ingest as far as the candy goes on Halloween, it kills them off or whatever. If they take the mask off and say how some kids don't get hurt or killed or whatever. Because they didn't eat the candy on Halloween night. They took that would be a great off. anthology. One, like one town's affected with the poisonous candy. The next story will be the one that turns kids into killer kids. Oh, yes. And then the, and then the third story can be uh, seeing like each mask. Like one has, one affects like one kid only. Like with the, with uh, the story, one story wraps around with just one kid with one mask. Mm -hmm. The next story wrap is, wraps around with a ton of kids with the killer kids section. Then the third story could be like a bunch of teenagers are like, hey, we'll go all partying. I got my mask. Let's let's put on some uh, and do some hijinks and, you know, spray paint. And mm -hmm. then maybe one turns them into a killer and then you have a slasher and oh, he's killing wow. off his friends. Yes. Yes. And I, I love Top it. Of head. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love anthologies too and it would work because they would all tie together because you have the masks right. in all the movies. You have the Silver Shamrock. Yep. And it could be called the Silver Shamrock Massacre, the anthology. Yes. And boom, boom, boom. Here's why. Maybe, even if they could even do that where they do, or say, all three masks and all three anthologies, or each anthology 
with it, say they do three anthologies, each anthology has each match. So let's say the first one's the pumpkin, second one's the witch, third one's the um the skull. That cool. would be amazing. And fun yeah, to watch. The skull one could be the slasher. The yeah. pumpkin one could be the one kid, but he has to eat people Ooh. to live. He turns into a cannibal. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then 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 the witch one has to be like the one with the that killer killer one. The that poisons the kids, right? Because the skulls the killer kids. The witch one would be the one that poisons the kids. Yes. And the adults have, have 31 days to figure out what's going on. Yes. And then uh. you got the next one. I only say 31 I don't know why I picked 31 days, honestly. It that's could Halloween. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <For the 31. laughs> wow. That's actually pretty interesting. Holy shit. <laughs> that would be really fun. Wow, that would be cool. Okay. <laughs> Off topic again. Which I might end this soon and then we can keep talking if you want. But what? um have you seen this movie? Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Love it. Yes. Sam. This was probably one of my favorite I mean I I gotta see more anthologies, but uh that was definitely one of my favorites. Such a there's good a, there's a new one that I like. It's called ten thirty one. It's a uh, low-budget, independent horror flick. Mm -hmm. It all takes place on Halloween. There's about, I think, four or five short stories. One wasn't the greatest, but the rest were awesome. One was a slasher on a skating ring, on a roller, skate, roller skating ring. That's interesting. Uh, one was a bunch of kids where uh, one loved Halloween, one loved Christmas. The spirit of Halloween took one kid. The spirit of Christmas took another one. That's how they worked that. That one was kind of weird, but it was so interesting. Oh, what the hell was the other ones? I like the story. Oh, uh, one guy, he, him and his partner were interviewing a woman who was in a haunted house, and the house had a witch in it, and it would kill people and steal their breath to live. Wow. It, the way that worked was fantastic. I liked how they did that. You, should, you definitely got to share that, um, the movie title, whatever, in the group, and I'm going to check that out. Yes, I recommend it. Another one I like is called The Barn. Oh, I don't know if you've seen that one. I did. I wasn't a big fan. Actually, I shared really? it with the group. I love The Barn. It was, oh, man, I, I watched it the one time. It wasn't terrible. I just wasn't, it was okay to me. But I don't know. Like, I just seen it like a week ago. I posted it in the group. As a matter of fact, I posted it in the group and said it was all right. I wasn't a huge fan, but you said you loved it on the post. Yes. <laughs> and the crazy thing. I watched that because, like, I kept seeing it all over Facebook. Like, I think it was more towards last year than this year. I was like, I need to check this movie out. I keep seeing it and seeing it. And said, Let me check this out. The, the idea was an amazing idea for it. And another movie, matter of fact, I'm going to just start this segment now. Let's call it, uh, oh, it's with the Slicing Dice and with Sir Story segment. Um, just the movies, like, movie recommendations. Let's try to give off a couple just go back and forth you said those right. the barn and what was the first one you said again 1031 1031 mm -hmm. i'm gonna say terrifier have you seen that yes we talked about it at the convention that's how we met that's true we were talking your wife was there and she's like oh he showed me this one movie called terrifier it freaked me out i'm like oh that's a great movie then all of a sudden just started yes getting in and started that's talking true that movie which i want to um me and my friend Henry are supposed to be doing a podcast on that eventually, but um, 
the kills in that movie. Like, it didn't really have a story to it, but that movie not having a story, I can't even tell you my rating because I'm going to wait to the podcast. There you go. But it has a high rating. I will say that. <laughs> but, the, like, the kills alone and just the way that Art, the gentleman who played Art, his name is David Thornton Howard, I believe, or David Howard Thornton. It was just amazing. Like, just crazy. Like, this movie, I will say this about this movie. This is one of those movies which we haven't had in a long, long, long time for slashers that I feel they can make, do a franchise out of, like a slasher franchise with Art the Clown, and I think it would work great. I Did you see the I one he was the first movie he was in, Art all, the Clown? Yeah, All Hallows Eve. Yep. I did, and it was it was pretty cool. I like Terrifier yeah. better, but I just love how they brought him. I love how they had the anthology, and they were like, you know what? People love this freaking clown. They brought him back, and it was just... It's a different actor, but still, just the character, it was, oh my God, it was so freaking amazing. Yes, it is. And that movie, I don't, I don't even want to say it because nope, I don't want to just... spoil the kill, but I will say that that movie has one of my favorite, yes, I said one of my favorite kills in the movie out of a lot of slashes that I've seen. Okay. Which, when I'm done recording, I'll tell you once, you know, when I hit stop recording, I'll tell okay. you about that. <laughs> All right. So, and then another movie I'll say, I'll say Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. If you haven't seen that, people go out, check that movie out. It was really good. It's a three-story anthology. I don't want to give too much away because with this movie, if you give it away, you'll kind of spoil it. And seeing as I'm not doing a podcast on that movie, I don't want to really spoil it for you guys. So, I'll say Trick or Treat. And do you have anything else for them? I'll go a little old school. Okay. If you've never seen the movie The Prowler. It's a slasher from the 1980s. Fantastic one. Uh, Tom Savini did the special effects and makeup on it. He even got a chance to play part of the kill, killer in a particular scene that involves a pitchfork, I'm going to say, <laughs> and a machete through a head. Nice, nice. But it's a fantastic little slasher for, uh, from the 80s. So if you've never seen The Prowler, definitely check it out. I've never. I'm gonna have to check that out. We're oh, you've never seen to, the Prowler? I haven't, but now I want to oh, see that. You gotta see this. Uh, it was around the same time as My Bloody Valentine, and uh, who was actually one of my favorite killers. Boy, the way he looks. Mm-hmm. Harry Warden is my favorite uh, killer look. The whole minor for uh, a slasher. Okay. But the Prowler is pretty badass. Definitely gonna have to. Um... Well, people, this is going to be a part of my Slice, slice and Dice on Search 30 segment. I'm going to do, like, me and him, me and Matt, we're just going back and forth with a few movies, but I'll probably do, like, maybe three to four movies each when I get this segment going. And, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say two or four because I, I don't like odd numbers. I'm weird. <laughs> I like even <laughs> numbers. But, you know, we'll just name a couple movies that, we recommend you guys should go check out, and we'll go from there. This is whoever's on the podcast with me. So, um, Matt, um, thank you for being on, and I'm going to end this soon. I'm going to end it in a minute. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. I had a great time. Can't wait to do some more. And just don't leave, though, because I want to talk to you a little bit more. But okay. do you have anything you want to plug? Again, guys, check out my YouTube channel, You and Your Horror Movies. Uh, also, check out uh, Cinema Attack through Horrorphilia.com. That is uh, the podcast that I'm on, too, where we talk about different films, horror and non-horror. 
but yeah, thanks for having me. Had a blast, and I hope to do some more. Listen, man, like I said earlier, I definitely want you on this podcast as much as possible because right. as well as the last few people that I've had on this podcast, you're really a horror fan, and I I enjoy it. I love just talking. I can do this all freaking day. I'm sure you can, too. <laughs> I can. So <laughs> thank you for being on. I appreciate you being on. It was awesome meeting you at the con. And um, everybody that, you know, he's plugging his page, he's plugging his podcast, I'm going to when this podcast comes, it'll be a few weeks because I do a bi-weekly one. I have ones that are ahead of this. But cool. I will have you send me the links. I'll connect the links to this description of this episode okay. so people can check it out. You can also share it on the page, which I've seen you do before. And again, thank you for being on. And those of you, you know how I end the podcast. Thanks for listening. Definitely check out Matt's stuff. He's awesome. Check out his movie recommendations. And uh, I'll see you in your Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs>